Welcome to Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Erin Page, and today I'm so excited to be joined by Stacy Johnson, licensed professional counselor, mom of eight beautiful kids, and a columnist for our Family Mental Wellness Series. She's here to help us get prepared for moving into this new year. Welcome, Stacy. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's good to be here. It's so great to have you. And this conversation today is really for all the mamas. 2020 has been brutal, to put it nicely, for so many parents. And Stacy, we really wanted to get your insight today because you have so much expertise in helping individuals, especially women, realize the best versions of themselves. You have a private practice, you lead individual and group counseling, you're a sought after speaker and leader of whole health women's mastermind groups. You founded Single Space, a community of encouragement for single women that meets across chapters in three cities. And you have your own podcast at The Girly Bliss. And side note for our listeners, please follow this genius woman at Stacy J Life and check out her website, StacyJohnson.life. You, you, you all need this in your life to follow Stacy. Thank you. <laughs> you. You are such a source of encouragement and affirmation for me. I love following you on social media. I love listening to your podcast and I'm excited to dive into this with you today. I need your advice and I know other parents out there need your advice too. So the mom guilt this year has been real for so many of us. And today we're gonna talk through what moms should be letting go of from the past year and how to move into 2021 with a positive mindset. But first, speaking of that mom guilt, let's talk about the difference between guilt and shame. Stacey, why is this so important for moms to consider and really understand? Yeah, I really think uh, you're right. It is really important. Um, and when we talk about mom guilt, I think that it gets uh, kind of the wrong representation because we have kind of placed words together that sound good and kind of determined what that means. And so I do want to break down just a little bit of the differences because um, guilt is one thing that is totally different from shame. And a lot of times what we're feeling is not guilt, it's shame. Guilt is actually good for us. Guilt is a good feeling. It's kind of like fear. While it may feel bad, it gives us information that maybe there's a change that needs to happen. It says, uh-oh, Let's, you know, let's consider the surroundings, consider the situation. Is there something out of alignment? Guilt is kind of feeling not great about a behavior. So it might be like feeling, I feel guilty that I, you know, said something that was hurtful, or I feel guilty that I um, didn't honor my word, or I feel guilty that um, I did the wrong thing basically, which we're all human, that's going to happen. So guilt just kind of, it informs us. So if I have, if I'm experiencing guilt as a mom, then it might be something where I go, oh man, you know what? I told my son I was gonna read that report, told him it was great, but I didn't read it. And he can, he can sense that. And so that's what's going on there. I need to check in with him and I need to, need to honor my word. Mom shame or the feeling shame in general, uh, is simply 
a total different thing. Shame is feeling bad about who I am as a person. So guilt is feeling bad about something that I've done, something that I can make a repair for, something that I can change. Feeling shame is feeling bad about who I am, something I can't change, something that is innate to my identity. And so I think sometimes we feel shame about that we're imperfect or that we can't you know get it all perfectly correct no one is doing this perfectly and i think that's one of the mantras we've got to get down in this season no one is doing this perfectly and um and recognize that if i'm feeling something heavy is it guilt is it something that uh you know what i i actually do need to make a correction i do need to consider that behavior or that tone or those words and maybe i should apologize that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's normal. It's human. <laughs> and even parents, even, I mean, we, we have to do some apologizing. We have to, you know, make some repairs. It's how our kids learn how to do that hard thing. But shame is something entirely different. And shame is being, feeling bad about who I am. And that's, that's not okay. That's something that we want to steer away from. Most of us are doing the best that we can. And the best that we can assume is that others are doing the best they can too. And if we can kind of stay in that realm and not expect perfection, just expect to show up, then I think we can have a pretty level playing ground so that we're not functioning through shame. That is such important context for this conversation and for moving into this next year. Um, I'm so glad you talked through that because that's, that's a lesson I definitely needed to hear. So I'm, I'm glad we've got that context as we move into, into this. Um, and I guess it's only fair since we're asking our listeners to think through what they want to leave behind in 2020 that we do the same. So Stacy, will you do us the honors and tell us one thing you want to let go of and leave behind in 2020? You know, I've been just saying, um, heal the hustle. Mm. Just, there's where there is death and change and transformation. There are things that are coming to life and there are things that are, like you said, Aaron, that are, we're letting go of. And for me, um, I just feel like it has been a season of healing the hustle, healing that feeling that I need to be doing the next thing that I've got to get something else done that I, and, and there's no shame in having goals, having ambition. These are great things. They're actually great and free um, anti-anxiety feelings to have, to have an ambition, to have a goal. It's really good. However, that hustle that says um, if I'm not doing something or if I'm finished something, I need to jump into the next thing. And if these people are doing something, then I got to catch up to that or that I'm behind, um, any kind of hustle that here's the word again, that creates shame, anything around this that is creating shame. As far as in my work, we should have enough time to do everything that we're called to do with systems, with organization, but regardless of what is on the to-do list for the day, we have to get to a place where there's nothing that I can do today that can make me more loved, and there's nothing I can do today that can make me less loved, less enough, less valuable, less worthy. And so if we can come from that place, then instead of 
you know, hustling for our worth, which is something Brene Brown talks about. We are just leading with love and doing work that we love. And that's really the best kind of work to do. So that's one of the things for me. I love that. And I can relate to that so much. You are speaking my language. So when I was thinking about this, I was thinking that I, I so often get caught in this cycle of feeling like I'm not enough, whether it's as a mom, in my job, as a wife, as a friend, any of my relationships. And I've noticed that the pandemic has really escalated a lot of those feelings for me. Um, for my Enneagram people, I'm a hardcore Enneagram one. So I get caught up in that perfectionist mindset and I have a hard time getting myself out of that cycle of negative self-talk. So that um, kind of similar to what you're sharing, Stacey, that I really want to let go of that perfectionist mindset and really want to work um, on letting go of that negative self-talk for 2021. Yeah. Well, so, hey, you know your Enneagram number, so that's a big start. That is a great place to start. Awareness is important. I always say knowledge is not power. Application of knowledge is power, but knowledge is necessary. So you're aware and that's the first step. That's great. Yes. Well, thank you. Thanks for that affirmation. And the next step, yeah, is applying it. Um, so for our moms thinking through what they want to let go of, what are some of the biggest three, two or three of the biggest challenges and threats for mental wellness you have seen this year for moms specifically? And how do we move through this process of actually letting these things go? I know I always have really good intentions, but I tend to go backward and try to pick those negative tendencies back up again. Yeah, man, I, the, the thing that comes, that I think of right immediately is comparison. Um, it's like always there, but especially in this season, we have more judgment. It seems like coming up now, some of it has calmed down a little bit. Thank goodness. It seems like for a while there, you couldn't get on social media without just attacking ideas and opinions. Um, and there's still some of that, but there's a lot of comparison because right now, we are put in a lot of positions to respond to things. How are we responding to things? And so if we respond, if we are, if we don't really know ourselves, if we don't really feel free and, and, you know, just <clears throat> that self-acceptance, it's going to be hard to show, to show up as our authentic self. And when we can't show up as our authentic self, we start comparing. And so comparison is one of the quick threats that I, that I think of. The next thing I think of is expectations. <clears throat> and comparison can definitely fuel that. But the expectations, like you said, you're an Enneagram one. You have a lot of expectations on yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course, as soon as I get on here, <laughs> like my throat is super dry. Um, but you, so you know a lot about expectations. Well, we all have them. And we have that inner critic that's saying, you're not doing enough, or this could be better, or whatever the expectations are. Um, <clears throat> and that's a really big threat to our mental health to always, to never be measuring up, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other, <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. The other thing I think of is, when we lose the routine that's kind of grounding for us, we lose our self-care. We lose a lot of it. 
And some of us didn't have a whole lot to begin with, but what self-care there was, um, whether it's just mental breaks or <clears throat> getting out of the house for you know, some self-care, um, some of that is gone. And so those are some threats. Um, so just figuring out that we, we can still take care of ourselves even if it's at home. So those are comparison, expectation, losing our self-care as we've lost all this routine. Those have been some pretty big threats to mental health for, for women, for moms especially. Yes, absolutely. I can, I can relate to all of those so much. Um, and it's been interesting to see. Those are issues that I think moms have always dealt with in some form or another, but the pandemic has exacerbated a lot of those things. Um, so when we're thinking about some of those threats and challenges, um, you know, I think, and I'm not, I'll be the first to say I'm not good at this, but affirming ourselves and, and thinking through what are the affirmations I need in my life every day. I think that can be so important. And that's something as I'm looking towards the new year, I know that I need to do a better job of. So what are some simple ways that moms can affirm themselves every day? And we talk to you about why it's important that we actually make time to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Um, so we I'm a big mantra girl, which you probably know. I have mantras for everything. Um, and so just finding some words, because we've talked about mindset. All of this comes from our stored mindset. And so if you think about your brain like hiking trails, and there are some that are just well-worn, and then there are others that are just kind of there's leaves or maybe there's, there's a whole forest. <laughs> We've got to make new pathways in our brain, things that are well-worn that are, that we just keep doing the work until it's there. And sometimes it's like one of my mantras is no matter how I feel, remember what's real. We're creating real pathways that we can start going down instead of those old tapes, new tapes only. I say just really coming up with new words of life that can just cultivate truth, cultivate the fuel that kind of keeps us grounded in who we are. And um, so for me, I'm just gonna share a couple of mine and then I'll share kind of how to come up with those. One of them is, I'll just put my hand in my heart. I think, you know, physiology is everything. Taking breath, deep breaths help us to ground ourselves. A lot of times we just breathe really, really shallow. So starting with the breath, number one. Um, and then I will say one of my mental health mantras is my mind is filled with wisdom and truth. My words are calm and healing. And just that just reminds me that I, it's not chaos up there. It's not just jumbled anxiety when I'm feeling that way. No, 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 no. I have a lot of education up there. I have a lot of truth up there. I have a lot of wisdom that I've sought out. It's there. It's there. I just need to tap into it and, and not function from thinking I feel chaotic. I feel full of anxiety. That's not all that's true. Mm -hmm. And then it also reminds me that what I say is going to give life. It's going to heal, help the situation, or, or it's going to hurt it. Everything in life is determined by our response. And a lot of times it's our words. So if you think about as a mom with our kids, um, we, we can speak life over them every day. And if in the midst of a really hard time, we're complaining and we're stirring up feelings and we're throwing things and we're just kind of letting go, then that teaches them this is what we do when things get hard. 
But if my kids see me, okay, take a breath. This is hard. Let me think I've got wisdom. Let me think about the, what's the best thing I can do in this situation. And it, even though it's imperfect, I'm, I'm just looking within because we all have strength and we can teach our children that they have that strength too. And I can seek my own wisdom. I can seek the knowledge that I know and go, okay, what's real? Because we don't want to teach our kids or ourselves to practice functioning from feelings. Mm -hmm. So words just help ground us. Mantras. Another thing that I say most mornings is I'm ready. I'm rejoiced over. I'm renewed in the spirit of my mind. I'm equipped, capable, confident, and celebrated. I lack nothing. So I've been saying that for years. So it just rolls off my tongue. Um, so if you need a little help with that, uh, on my um, podcast number 18, um, I just have it. I just, I just have a whole mantra there that you can go to and just listen over and over. And I just didn't work with women and say, let's, what's something that's hard for you to say, but you know, it's true. You know, it's true. What is something that's really hard to get out of your mouth? And, and it might bring up tears. It might feel like I want to throw up, but I'm strong. I'm capable. I'm beautiful. I, I know the right thing to do. And sometimes for women, for some reason, we just feel so much like we have to shrink instead of really affirm ourselves in those words of truth. So typically, so I'm going to do this with you, Erin, right now. I'm just giving you a heads up. Okay. okay. So, see, <laughs> typically, we have it within us, the very words that we need to hear. Someone doesn't really need it from me. It's something that's right within you. So I'm going to ask you, Erin, what today, if you take your hand to your heart, what is one thing, if you take a deep breath, not a shallow breath, and say two sentences that are true for Erin? Let them be bold, hmm. but let them be true. I am brave. I am fully capable. I am confident. I'm an exceptional mother. Yes! You're a superhero at <laughs> That was hard. Yeah. But Why how is it so hard? <laughs> because we believe lies. Yeah. I'm always, what I say what she does flows out of who she believes she is. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you don't know those things. It's that if you, if, even if you believe it, if you stuff it down, so that you don't make anybody else feel uncomfortable, so that you allow yourself to function through feelings. But that's exactly what needs to go on a frame and all over your bathroom mirror. That's exactly what you need to say every morning to squash the lies, the doubt, the comparison, the expectation. Who cares what everybody else is doing? If you say, I'm an exceptional mother, who cares what anybody else is doing? It's not that there's not room for all of us. It's that you have to show up and know, I don't need to be fixed. I just need to be freed. So if Aaron can say, and yet it just rolled off your tongue, even though it was hard, it came out just fine. Ooh. So sitting with those hard feelings, but allowing the truth to come up even so is really, really important. So that, because that is one of those hiking trails in your brain. It just needs to be hiked a little bit more. Yeah, and what's, what's really interesting to me about that is, I mean, even though that was quick, I just started thinking like, what do I feel like I need to hear from other people, you know? And I, right now in this crazy, in the pandemic and virtual school, um, working at home, um, 
you know, those, there are things that we feel like we need to hear from other people. And you're right. We can say them to ourselves and we yes. should be saying them to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I good. Mean, every single day. And the, the truth is, even if we hear them from other people, one, we often don't believe them. Mm -hmm. um, or two, it's not enough. Well, you said it now, but it's been this long. So do you really even mean it? Or are you going to say it tomorrow? And that creates, which is a whole nother show, <laughs> this piece of codependency. And we don't want to be codependent. We want to give people the freedom to show up as they truly are. And when we know that we can step into our, that's our truth. It's not mm -hmm. someone else's truth. So they can't help us own it. Only we can do that. Um, which that's doing the, doing the inner work of, you know, just sitting with those feelings, even though it's hard, this is true. This is who I am. I love it. Thank you for that, Stacey. Yeah, that's so good. Absolutely. So let's talk self-care. Another thing that is hard for moms. What are your three favorite self-care strategies for yourself? I love to get up and get on some cardio machine, regardless of what the calories look like or the amount or what, you know, even if it's for 20 or 30 minutes, I love to either go for a walk or get on a machine of some kind where I can just move my body because that it kicks off those endorphins and listen to a podcast or a book or something, something that just helps me to move my body, which I'm taking care of my body. I'm taking care of my mind. I just like to take care of all of it at the same time, <laughs> typically really early before anybody else can get to me. And so that I kind of have this endorphin, you know, going off filter before I say or do anything to anybody else. <laughs> and so that's one, just moving my body. Um, practical psychology tells us that physiology is the beginning of the energy and energy begets energy. And so if we're going to give anyone anything, we've got to start by, you know, if we roll out of bed and just start functioning, we're kind of barely talking, barely moving, barely thinking. But if we get up and do some jumping jacks, jump on the trampoline, go for a run, then we're way more open. Our chest feels open. Our words feel open. Our mind feels open. We just have more to give. Um, and I like to start with um, some truth. I like to just get, you know, some good positive words in my brain. Um, so that's one thing. Two is massages. I love a good massage. Um, women, we really hold tension in our bodies especially in our neck and shoulders. Mm -hmm. And typically tension tells us about what's going on in our lives mm -hmm. and it makes us shut down. It's not just that I've been holding my neck like this. It's that I've been holding anger or fear or something else. And so just getting a good deep tissue massage helps to kind of release that from my body and it changes, changes the way I show up. Um, and the third one I'll say is just self-care at home, like masks and facials and dry brushing. You can go to Walmart in the little personal hygiene section and they have these shelves with little packets for like a buck or two a piece. Foot masks, eye masks, face masks, all the things. They have them at Sephora too. And if I go by there, I will get four or five of them and um, I'll just put one on at night while I'm watching a movie or reading or something. It just 
it's just so refreshing. Um, and so I love to um, just take, care, you know, kind of skincare, I guess you would say, but it just feels good when you can't get to the salon or you don't have the money or the time or the whatever, you can just do those little things at home. It does help. It really helps me. <laughs> what about you? What do you like to do? I, I love to read. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, like, and I do love to read a good self-help book, <laughs> but I've learned about myself, like, I have to take time to just read, like, some historical fiction is my guilty pleasure. So I try to read something for fun at night before I go to bed, just to help me unwind. Um, I love to cook, like, really love to cook. And sometimes I love to cook with my kids, but <laughs> usually I love to cook by myself. Um, and two, well, me too, about like getting moving in the morning. I am a runner. I love, I love the days, especially when I can just go on a long run and I don't have a deadline or I don't have something that I have to do. Um, but running or yoga or something, like you said, just to get myself up, get myself moving so that when everybody else comes in and needs me for the day, like I'm already ready to go. Yeah. Those are my favorites. Um, so when we're, we're talking about self-care, I think, I mean, it's pretty easy for all of us, right? To think about what I want to do for myself, how I can care for myself, but the problem is prioritizing it and making time for it. So how do we do that? And how do we prioritize self-care in a way that we don't feel guilty about it? And then I think something I've really been thinking about too is modeling what self-care looks like is important for our kids. They need to see that. Yeah. Well, uh, two things I would say to help kind of make it happen. One is plan it. Like just weekly, I, I kind of walk through mindful planning with my clients and I talk about like every Sunday, think about the week ahead, whether it's going through your phone or getting your planner out and just putting it all in and pick a color that goes to self-care and put it in the planner. And you don't have to fill the week with it. Just pick one thing. If this is new for you, pick one thing, the same thing, put it at the same day and time every single week and just do that for a while. Like it might be a chair massage for 20 minutes, like you pass, a, you pass a place at lunch, you know, um, or it could be, um, just having that reading time. Like you said, maybe you can't read every single night. So maybe just going, okay, well on Wednesday nights, I can, when, you know, the kids are working on this or when they're doing, you know, this over here, I can take 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You'd be surprised how little, it takes to get a lot of self-care in to just shift your whole mood. And then uh, the second thing I really encourage women to do is try to do things together. So my family and I will use the Calm app and we'll meditate in the evening a lot of times. And it is literally 20 minutes and it is so good. One of my boys especially, um, I mean, he can have, he can just get into some anxious energy and we all have kids like that. So it's really grounding for him. He loves it. Even my husband, I really thought he would just put up with it, <laughs> but he's like, come on, let's, let's meditate. Let's do the meditation. Are we going to do the meditation thing? And so I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, we'll do that. Um, but it's 20 minutes of everybody just sitting quietly where someone else guides with some peaceful, calming words. And that's one of the best ways to really do some self-care together so the kids see, hey, 
it matters that I get still. It matters that I listen to my body. It matters that I breathe deep. And you also like cooking, cooking with your kids. It's a very mindful activity usually. <laughs> so finding self-care things that you can invite them into can help them see, hey, and really what the conversation is during those things. So every time we meditate, I go, okay, why is meditation important as I'm setting it up? And they'll say, because, you know, they'll start kind of saying the spill about what's good about it. And um, so when you're cooking, saying, you know, why, is, why are we making vegetables? Why is it good that we, you know, include vegetables in our diet? And just having an answer that they just create that hiking trail in their brain that goes, it's good. It gives me energy. It helps me to digest food or whatever it may be. So including conversations as you share some self-care self time together. That's so, that's so good. I'm, I'm like mentally checking all of these things for my family in the new year. So as we move into 2021, we're obviously still in the midst of this pandemic. What's your best tip for how moms can help strengthen their families this year and keep their family mental wellness a priority while doing it? Yes. Mind your fuel. Be mindful of the fuel that's coming in. That is mentally, that is emotionally, and that is physically, the top three. Uh, mentally, what are you listening to? What are, are you sitting and listening to someone who complains a lot? Are you listening to either um, TV or um, radio or music that is really not doing anything for your mental health? Because we have to be extraordinarily protective of our minds and our hearts right now. And so even if it's taking 10 minutes a day to listen to a positive mindset or a personal growth um, podcast, listening to worship music is good for some, listening to a meditation thing is good for some, anything that helps fuel your mental um, health with positive and good energy. And then the physical health is just, you know, drinking a lot of water, making sure that you don't go, well, you know, screw it. What does it matter? We're not getting out anyway and just eating whatever because I am constantly thinking how I want to feel tomorrow is determined by what I'm eating at lunch today. Mm -hmm. What I eat at dinner tonight, how late I'm, am I eating? How much am I eating? All of this is going to make me feel what tomorrow? Energized, anxiety ridden. I mean, all of that matters. And if the kids are acting crazy, withhold the sugar. It might be hard for a little bit, but that is fueling anxiety. And so just being, you know, finding the balance of those things. And then the emotional health also matters. Get your hugs, get those hugs and kisses, get those snuggles, um, wrap up with a blanket with your, your kids and, and just having physical touch can bring down anxiety levels and can help all your hormone levels, cortisol, everything. And it's, it's all completely scientifically proven. And so mind your, mind your fuel, making sure that you're getting mental fuel, physical fuel, and emotional fuel in all the right ways. I love that. Stacy. thank you so much for your time today. Erin, you're so great. Thank you so much for all of what you do. This is like, like I'm ready now, I, you know, I think, 
there's a little anxiety about going into a new year right now and I feel rejuvenated and refreshed. I feel like I have such great wisdom and tips from you to be able to move into this new year and, and be, be the mom that I and the career person that I want to be this year. So thank you for setting us all up for such success in the new year. Thank you for the opportunity and you create great spaces for all of us to glean uh, wisdom from so many places and support. So thank you for what you do. Thank you so much, Stacy. And for our listeners, please go follow Stacy right now for affirmation, for her life-giving advice at Stacy J Life or head to her website, stacyjohnson.life. And Stacy was talking about mantras earlier. If you have multiple kids and a whole lot of togetherness has increased some of the bickering in your household like it has in mine, please check out Stacy's article on encouraging healthy sibling relationships and creating affirming identity mantras for your children in this new year. You can head to metrofamilymagazine.com and search for Stacy Johnson. Thanks everyone for watching. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.